0: So good morning, everyone. It's great to be here this morning, um, and it's great to be sharing this special day with the Pipkins as well. For those of you who have just joined us today, welcome. Um, we're in the middle, or actually right at the end, sorry, of a series that we've been looking at called Where Do We Grow From Here? And we've been given this question, we've been posed this question by our Minister Ken who's currently president for the Baptist Union this year. And he's traveling around the country. He's speaking to individuals and to churches and to the whole Baptist denomination about this very question, where do we grow from here? So as a church, we've been playing our part and we've been asking ourselves that question as well. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking at different elements of this question. We've been thinking about why does growth matter? what does it look like, and also that how can we grow. And today, as we finish up, we're gonna be thinking about this whole area of whole life, discipleship. Is this really about the whole of my life? And that's the question we're gonna think about this morning. So, let me show you this picture of a tree. I wonder what you're thinking when you look at this picture of this apple tree. Maybe you want to pick the apple and bite into it. It looks good, doesn't it? It's nice and red and juicy. And the tree's looking pretty good. Uh, It's got uh, nice green leaves on it. But what if I told you that, in fact, this tree only produced one apple a year? And in fact, it only produced this apple on that one branch, no other branch. I wonder how you would feel if this was your tree. This tree that you planted and is designed, that's intended to bear fruit in every part of its structure. So I want you to hold on to this picture of a tree as we progress through the sermon this morning. Because see, the trouble is, many Christians and many churches have become a bit like this tree they've become single apple fruit trees. They know that they're called to flourish, to bear fruit, but somehow all their energy has become focused on producing fruit that is just limited to Sunday to church life. They've lost the vision and the adventure of living out their faith in an attractive, public, real way in the rest of their lives. But the word of God suggests something different to us. It suggests that we are designed to bear fruit in all aspects of our life, out in our everyday experiences of the week, on Sunday when we're in church, but also, as Ellen's been talking about, in our frontline places, the places that we find ourselves in our lives out in the week. So this last session is intentionally one of challenge. It's about taking what we've been learning over the last few weeks and thinking about how it might apply into every part of our lives. And I'm also hoping it's going to be one of encouragement, because I know that many of you here have already grasped this idea of this call that we have to live our faith Monday to Sunday, both here when we're doing church but also when we're out in our frontline places. So why is this so important? Why do we value this so much as a church? Well, it's important because every aspect of our living matters to God. As already said, he's created us to bear fruit in all parts of our lives. It's also important, as we've been learning and thinking about over the last few weeks that our nation, like never before, needs to hear the good news about Jesus. And the other reason why it's incredibly important is that this is actually God's work. It's God's mission. It's God's heart for our nation, for our neighbors, for our families. He's calling us to use both familiar and traditional ways, but also new and creative ways of communicating this good news that we've been singing about this morning, that we talk about in our small groups that we pray about. It's there to be shared and to be taken out into the communities that we live in. So, bearing spiritual fruit is not just about one branch living, it's about doing this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And this is what the the Apostle Paul tells us. It's a really helpful verse, and we're going to be thinking about that through this morning. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever we do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's a real whole life challenge, isn't it, for each one of us? You might want to grab your Bibles because we're going to be looking or using Colossians 3one to 17. That's where this verse has come from at the end. I'm not going to read it now, but I'm going to dip in and out of this passage um, as we go through the morning. And you can find it on page 1184. Ellen started us thinking about this passage last week, if some of you are in the service. We're encouraged to think about guarding, uh, being on guard and setting our hearts on minds and things above. And also that real challenge about not falling asleep as a church on our watch. And today we're going to look at that uh, passage in a little bit more depth and go a little bit further into it. And we're going to explore this whole idea of doing whatever we do, doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because this is something that we need to grasp and to and to hold on to if we want to bear fruit. It's about acknowledging Jesus as Lord everywhere, because everywhere we go has the potential to be a spiritual place, a place to encounter God and to see him at work. That's really exciting, isn't it? Maybe if you think about your week ahead and what you're going to be doing, everywhere you go is an opportunity to go with God and to encounter him in that place. But this is all also about our faith. This is about having a faith that is so real that it overflows naturally into the people that we are, the way that we speak and the way that we act. The words that we use, our values, is almost like something that is just automatic um, in our faith, overflowing into our, the whole of our lives. And then there's this term that we've been talking about, discipleship. What is that actually about? Well, it's really, it's basic, it's about following. It's about walking in another's footsteps. And we're called to be followers of Jesus. So this morning, we're going to look at that, think about what it means for us in the whole of our lives. What it means to see spiritual growth as we work, as we parent. As we speak, as we relax, as we worship, as we create, as we care, as we pray, as we laugh, as we cry, as we celebrate, as we spend our money, as we listen, as we... I could just carry on, couldn't I? There's so many things that make us up, the complex people that we are, that we are called to live our faith into and part of. What's really exciting about this is that we... Um, we're all different, and each one of us is going to go into different places um, this week, across this whole room here, lots of different situations, lots of different conversations. And God is able to use us, where there are our own unique gifts and abilities and talents and the spiritual resources that He's given us, um, to share the good news in those contexts, and to live our lives out as full people with integrity. One of the things I really enjoy about dedications um, is the opportunity to commit ourselves again as a church family, to support and invest into our children here at church. And it's about us supporting, isn't it, and standing alongside those that are parents and carers in our congregation. And it's about front lines, isn't it? Jeremy. And Rachel, this is your front line, isn't it? One of your front lines that you're in with your children. Um, It's going to take you all sorts of places. There's the front line of your home as you share your faith. um, But also it's going to take you into nurseries, at school gates, and children's parties. They're great front line places, aren't they, um, to be. So it's really good, again, just to be reminded that we stand alongside each other in lots of different roles and support each other in our frontline places. So it's been really good to do that this morning again. Mark Green makes this helpful observation, and many of you will be familiar with the book that is written on Fruitfulness on the Frontline. In fact, I know the Sixth Form group have been looking at it this term. And he makes a comment about the vast majority of Christians, he says about 98%, Um, spend the vast majority of their waking time, around 95%, in non-church-related activities. Well, that's a lot of time spent out, isn't it, in our frontline places. How we live our lives, how we work out our faith in those contexts, is really important. So I want to turn back to this image of a tree again that I asked you to hold on to. I want you to think about your own life and our life here at CBC how would you describe spiritual fruit for you but also as a church what does spiritual fruit look like for us um, here at CBC well one of the ways that we've tried to describe this here is our church aim isn't it of people committing to and becoming like Jesus in every aspect of their life so as we think about this how is a congregation how is a community here um, do we think we're doing with producing fruit are we producing lots of fruit or are we having a small harvest and what about your own life are you that one apple tree that I talked about earlier do you feel that your growth is restricted your fruitfulness limited is there a frustration there for you Maybe you're a person that's very different from the Sunday person when you're here with church or with Christian friends than when you're out in your frontline places in the week. Or maybe you also have a huge heart. You long to see more fruitfulness and more growth in your own life and in the places that you go into. A longing to see those that you connect with, that you love and care for. Tasting the fruit of faith and seeing how good it tastes. Just taste and see that the Lord is good. If you're anything like me, I just want more fruit. I want to grow in all aspects of my life. And um, many of you know that one of my front line places is my working environment, as well as working here, also working in the NHS. And um, I have a real heart, increasingly over the, over the last year, of just really praying for fruitfulness, Um, and blessing for the colleagues um, that I care about and work with and the patients um, that I treat in the NHS. And I'm sure many of you now are thinking about the frontline places that you're going to be going into um, this week, the people that you're going to speak to. One of the things I um, really love about preparing sermons um, is that sometimes the Holy Spirit... um, just brings you some really helpful things when you start speaking and having conversations with people as you're doing your thinking. And that happened to me, actually, when I I was preparing for this morning. Um, A few weeks ago, um, we looked at this whole topic of where do we grow from here at Wellspring, which is one of the women's um, groups that meets here at CBC. CBC. And in the course of that morning, God really spoke to me and made me think quite deeply about this image of a tree. And I just wanted to share that experience with you because I found it really helpful. So one group member, when we we're having a big discussion about this, said, well, I, I, think, um, I think discipleship is all about roots and shoots. It's a really simple idea, isn't it? Putting your roots down and then shooting out and bearing fruit, roots and shoots. And then lo and behold, at the end of the session, another group um, shared with me this um, poster that they'd been doing as part of their reflection, and they'd drawn a tree, and it had roots going deep down into, um, into Jesus, and this idea about bearing fruit in every part of their life. And then another friend shared with me a really helpful psalm, and I'm going to share that with you today. It's here, Psalm 1. a beautiful psalm, isn't it, about fruitfulness and what it means for us about getting our roots deep down. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But also, it's talking about a frontline place here for the psalmist, out and about in his everyday life, what it means um, to uh, follow through in faith in those situations. And pictures are great, aren't they? They, um, they help us to remember things. Jesus used pictures all the time to help um, things Uh, to stick in people's memory. So, if you don't remember much from the talk this morning, do hold on to this picture of a tree, and I want you to think about three questions. Are you sinking your roots deep? Are you sinking your roots deep? Are you pruning? And are you bearing abundant fruit? How do, we see, how do we put our roots down deeply? How do we seek the Lord Jesus in this way? Well, Ellen talked a bit about this last week in Colossians 3. It involves keeping our hearts and minds set on Jesus, making him a priority. It's about not being distracted by earthly things or worries or stresses, but keeping focused on things of God and things of heaven. And then just one Chapter back in Colossians, and some of you might be thinking about this verse. This is what um, Paul said Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and, and overflowing with thankfulness. So, this morning, as you think about your life and this idea of a tree, are your roots going deep? Because if you're going to be a disciple, and you're going to do it in your whole life, you'll need to be someone that follows. And to be able to follow, you need to know a person well. You need to know them, don't you? Whole life discipleship is a commitment to knowing Jesus better. It's an intentional way of living. It's making a priority of discovering more and more about Jesus, what he's like who he is, what he has achieved for us. And as we gain that understanding, as our relationship builds with him, as we put our roots deep down into Christ, it means that we know how to follow, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to think and feel, what our values should be when we're out there in our front lines and when we're here in church too. I think the great thing about this, um, this idea of putting roots down is, is this idea of uh, you are not being on your own uh, as you face life. You're very much joined to Christ. And just as the roots bring sustenance into the tree, like water and food, so as we root ourselves down into things of Jesus, then we're sustained and we're strengthened. It was interesting when we were reflecting on this at Wellspring because one of the things that came through in our discussion was that spiritual growth, it often happens, doesn't it, out there in our everyday lives. As we navigate through, our, through key life events, and we had to think, we looked back over our lives and thought about um, significant points when we'd grown and when God had particularly spoken to us and our faith had grown. And it was often around some of the challenges of life. For some of us, it was our teenage years all the questions that you want answers to, trying to find out what the truth. Falling in love came up. Choosing to marry or choose singleness, another area where people described growth. The adoption or the birth of a child, and we've been celebrating um, the birth of Zachary this morning, haven't we? Also times when people felt a calling to serve or to do something significant, what well, other times when talk, people talked about this idea of growth? But also significantly, it was during times of difficulty, during times of illness, um, during times of bereavement. The reality of our faith, our growing, it happens 24 7, doesn't it? Out in our lives, as we're scattered out in our frontline places. And it happens sometimes very often during times of disappointment as well, even pain, and we can hear the voice of God much clearer. So one of the best things we can do if we want to bear fruit um, in all situations is to stay rooted in Jesus. And Jeremy, Rachel, one of the best things you can do for your children is to stay rooted into Jesus in your own faith and nurture that as a couple and in your family. And that's true for all of us, isn't it? and all the relationships that we're in. The amazing thing is, is as we root ourselves down into Christ, we start to be changed. Just think about that tree again. As the tree puts its roots down, it draws up nutrients and minerals from the earth around it. And that starts to affect the way that it grows. And it changes the flavor of the fruit. And as we allow Jesus to come into all parts of our lives. As we choose to be rooted into him, it starts to change us deep inside. The Holy Spirit comes into our life and we, and we grow and learn more about Jesus. And it affects our values, our thoughts, our behaviours. God begins to work in us and form us and help us to bear fruit. And this is where the second analogy of the fruit tree comes in. And it's all about pruning. Because if you're going to have a productive tree, any of you that are gardeners will know this. If you've got an apple tree or a pear tree, it's really important that it's pruned. You want to cut out the dead and the non-productive branches from it. But also, as you do that, you can start to form it into a beautiful shape. You can create a beautiful structure that's fruitful and has lots of... Um, apples on it and Paul points to this um, in the 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 text we're looking at today in Colossians 3 he challenges um, the Colossians to put to death whatever hinders their walk with God and you can have a look at that there's a nice long list in there of different things that were stopping them from walking and following Jesus there's a challenge to thoughts and actions and behaviours that are ungodly. And in fact, God really hates these things because they do hinder us, they enslave us, and they distract us and other people. And this is a challenge for our frontline place, this pruning. It needs to happen not just when we're with Christians and in our church context. It needs to happen when we're out there in our homes, as the way that we behave in our workplaces the way we drive our cars, how we care for our neighbours, how we use our monies, how we watch the things we look with our eyes, how we speak and treat our neighbours. Every part it affects how I speak to the checkout person in Tesco's. It has a huge impact on the way that we live our lives, and we have to be ready to prune and take out those things that are going to get in the way of us being fruitful. So let me just draw you back again to this idea of fruitfulness, this last aspect of bearing fruit. Do you recognise that you might have branches in your own life that are diseased, that you need to cut out, that are stopping you from bearing fruit? Do you need to do some sorting out today to make some changes, uh, maybe that is going to affect the way you live out your life in your frontline places? If your friends and family, if your work colleagues look at you, do they see God's fruit um, in your life? But the exciting thing about rooting and pruning is that it produces a tree that's got amazing potential to bear fruit. And Paul gives us this fantastic description um, in this Colossians passage about what it is, the fruit, um, that grows in this process. It looks like compassion forgiveness it looks like love it tastes of humility and gentleness and kindness it nurtures peace and thankfulness and gratitude and truth and it's expressed in fellowship in church community and in worship it looks really attractive this fruit does it do you want some of this fruit i i do i really want more of this fruit It's a real call for each one of us to walk in Jesus' footsteps. And what a change that's going to make in our families, in our marriages, in our churches, in our schools, in our universities, in our workplaces, in our neighbourhoods and in our nation. Imagine our nation full of this type of fruit, more and more abundant fruit. It can transform our front-line places and bring God's kingdom here on earth. And as followers of Jesus, people who are disciples, we're called to model this. We're called to demonstrate it in our actions, to minister to this in grace to others, to mould and change the cultures that we find ourselves in. We're called to speak up for justice and truth and to bring Jesus' message of hope and salvation. The amazing thing is that as we choose to live our whole lives like this, whole life discipleship, this becomes an act of worship. And we become the people that God created us to be. And I'm just going to finish up now thinking about um, a verse in Colossians 3.16. God encourages us with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit to sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Or Mark Green put it like this, we live to glorify God, and God is glorified as his character, his priorities, his goodness, and indeed his power are expressed in our everyday lives. The goal of fruitfulness is to bring glory to God. So as we finish up this series... And our thinking today about whole life discipleship. My prayer this morning for each one of us is this. That we might be followers of Jesus. People who put our roots down deep into knowing him. People who prune off all that hinders us. People who are bearers of abundant fruit in every aspect of our lives. So that as people we might bring glory to God. Amen.